and welcome to Mighty Talks Podcast. I'm Leslie, and here at Mighty Talks, we're dedicated to providing an outlet, support system, resources, and education to all those suffering from some sort of prolonged physical or emotional pain. Mighty Talks will allow you to bring power back to your life by optimizing overall health and wellness. We are here to live our best life together. No more excuses, no more hiding, and no more suffering. We're here to finally take control, advocate, and allow you to achieve your greatest desires. So join along in conversation, and if you like what you hear, please hit the like and follow button. Michelle Stockman is here with us today, and I am so excited. Michelle is the owner of Techno Solutions, and she is the co-founder of Women Empowering Women National, which is a networking group and a unique forum that gives working and professional women the opportunity to gain profound working relationships and to provide support to each other's businesses. The main goal of Women Empowering Women is collaboration, not competition. And Michelle, well, she is not only a phenomenal entrepreneur, business owner, and women's advocate, she is also a pillar of the community, a mom and a wife. She is truly amazing. So please sit back, listen, and enjoy today's episode. Michelle, I would love to know more about you and how did you get started um, with Techno Solutions and why did you start your own business? Ooh, that's kind of a loaded question. So um, we never really intended to start our own business. It just kind of happened. We, um, my husband and I are both fairly techie and we started doing computer repair work and IT work in our home for uh, friends and family. And then it just, you know, kind of got busier and you know so we did this as a side hustle before our side hustles were really cool uh then a few years we started to grow at a pretty rapid pace and my husband and I needed to decide did we want to keep doing this full time or should we quit it all together um we were starting to you know have kiddos you know we didn't want to pull too much time away from full-time jobs and all of that and so we're big pros, cons people. So we made a pros, cons list. I was a teacher at the time. My salary was more expendable. Um, also, he occasionally would be gone uh, traveling or working in St. Louis. And if we needed somebody to grab the kids, it would be easier for me to be there. So we decided I would run it. And honestly, I'll never forget the day we mm -hmm. were moving into our building and these three gray-haired ladies asked us, uh, what was your business? What are you doing? And I said, oh, we do computer sales and service. And they told me, not in so many words, but it's what sticks with me uh, 20 years later, that um, it was dumb and it wouldn't last. <laughs> and so here we are. Here we are. <laughs> 20 years later. Um, but then we evolved to include website design. And about five or six years ago, we quit doing the IT part of the business and just became a design firm full time because I can do web design, graphic design anywhere as long as I have a laptop and internet on the beach, by my pool, wherever. 
<laughs> I know. And I've seen you on social media. You're, you're working by the pool. Yes. Like, I went her gig. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that is, that is amazing. I would imagine, you know, it's working from home is phenomenal, but you also have to have the self-discipline aspect of being productive and motivated to keep going forward. Oh, yes. And I do not. I am not that self-disciplined. Um, and this pandemic has shown me that as well, that, you know, we needed that extra space uh, elsewhere. But for many years, we did it out of our, our basement. But yeah, you had enough on your plate, but then you decided to start um, Women Empowering Women. I call it <laughs> Woo, yes. which is wonderful. <laughs> and why did you start Woo? I, I'm like, I love everything about it. I want to hear why. Why did you start it? Um, so yes, you know, busy people get things done, right? And they just decide to add more busy things. Um, I love networking, always have, um, I'd been part of a networking group, uh, but a friend and I felt like we were missing out on a meeting and working with some pretty phenomenal people because with the group we were involved in, um, there was a financial commitment, a time commitment, and it was exclusive to, uh, industry. So if your industry slot was already spoken for, you couldn't, um, you could attend, but you couldn't really participate. Um, so we just kind of started by asking some women to come together and gather for a lunch, uh, where we could, you know, introduce ourselves, share stories, things like that. And it was really well received. And so we decided to do it again. And then we kept going monthly. And after a few months, we had already expanded to having three chapters in the area. We started in O'Fallon, Illinois, had one in Alton, had, I brought one out to the Clinton County area because I wanted to share networking this way. Um, shortly after uh, WW's first anniversary, we had already expanded to five chapters, which was crazy. You know, the women were speaking and this was a community they wanted to be a part of and they needed and it was just just a little, you know, different. It was just a way to gather people together with an agenda of sorts, you know, uh, a structured kind of layout, but um, just a place to really meet and connect. Yes. That's what I loved about um, the first meeting that I went to, I think was the mastermind. Oh yes. Yes. And that's it just was, something new. Yes. I know, <laughs> but I loved it because um, I think every person there did something different, but mm -hmm. everybody's still somewhat connected and still had questions to ask about the other person's business or ventures. And I loved Woo because it, it felt like a, it felt like a friendship, mm -hmm. but a friendship that was dedicated to inspiring and motivating and kind of triggering points of the brain that maybe you didn't think about Absolutely. In, your, in your business, which I really loved. Absolutely. Because uh, what, what's hard to, understand sometimes until you kind of get involved with it is a lot of times we go to things that are with our industry a lot like realtors for example go to a lot of events where there's other realtors and that's great because you get to talk to other people um, about what you're doing but sometimes you think you always need to go to something that's very industry exclusive to learn from other people in your industry people who are killing it in your industry right and yes. so you want to follow those people. How can I be more like that person? And what happens is when people step out of that and they go to something else, or maybe there's not another person from their industry there, 
you realize, wow, you know, widgets are widgets and services are services, correct? So selling them, the concept is pretty much the same, um, but your demographics are different. You're, you know, there's different things, but if you get so focused on, well, this is the way we sell this widget. This is the way we've always sold this widget. This is the way that everybody else sells this widget. You know, you're following this assembly line, but sometimes if you get outside of that, the whole outside of the box thinking and someone else sells a widget this way, if you can kind of wrap your mind around, wow, that's a really great idea. How come I didn't think of that? I wonder if we could try that here, if that would work for our widget. And so it just gives you a different perspective and a different way to think about how to promote what you have to offer. So I think that's where, you know, when you step out of those kind of things into a, a slightly different world, you can go, oh, hey, this would work. And it's not always about the business piece or the selling piece too. Sometimes it's just nice to be around other women who are going through same things that you might be going through so you don't feel so alone in the process, right? Absolutely. And I know I kind of connected with the, uh, the part about interacting mainly with people within your trade or within your occupation, because healthcare is like that too. You, you kind of all dive together and you talk about the same things and you right. step out and talk to different women. You're like, Oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't, I didn't think I had to come up with a pitch because I'm used to talking <laughs> to the same, to right. the same people. Right. So I think that's what makes it different. Um, in that aspect for me, it has absolutely. And you probably had to, you know, change your pitch a little because it's very technical or very, you know, people know what you're speaking of, but you're coming to lay people outside of the medical field that are like, what, what is that you do? You know, <laughs> put it in my terms so I can understand. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Another great thing about, um, women empowering women is that you have different membership levels. Mm -hmm. So you have members that, um, free memberships, and then you have ones that you can pay, but all affordable. And I think you had mentioned it earlier too. There's, there's never a specific guideline about how many meetings to attend. So I, I love that aspect of flexibility and you're, you're promoting an environment that's healthy. Yes. So we are women empowering women. So our organization was created by women. It has evolved because of requests from women, from the members. We always want to be something of value. Um, you know, I've struggled with along the way, you know, what, what, what do we have that's, you know, different? Why do we create this? Why another networking organization? Oh my God, there's a million of them out there, right? Anybody could kind of spin this up, but we wanted something of value, value to members. And so we always take the advice of our members. We always take the request. What do they want? What do they need? You know, not flexibility. You know, how many of us in the organization are moms and business owners or we work, you know, busy jobs. And so that flexibility has to be there. I mean, that's practically our mantra, right? <laughs> we need flexibility. And so things come up and things happen and we didn't want people to be penalized, you know, and we want people 
to want to be at a meeting. We want you to keep coming back because you found great value in it. It wasn't just something, oh, I got to go to this meeting again. You know, we want people there who want to be there. We want that energy there. So absolutely. 100%. You've had so many speakers that have been inspirational, motivational. They've been I, they've given me a kick in the butt, especially on days in <laughs> quarantine when I've been dragging. Um, and I, I thought it was awesome that you too, I think had shared, I don't know if it was in the mastermind meeting about how you wanted to connect with younger women. So women that were just out of high school, going into college and to give them a direction and a, and a place to kind of connect with. And I, I thought you were the perfect person for that. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're just I, you're such an em empowering person that I think back to when I was 18 and I'm like man to have a networking group for a young female I think is just is awesome gosh yes my I have two daughters a 17 year old and a 20 year old and and I've invited them and and my oldest daughter uh, works at my office, and so she attends a lot of these events with me because, you know, if something like this had been around was when I was 20 years old and, and could tap into it. And, and I really see where, you know, we work hard to encourage, empower, and inspire professional women of all ages and backgrounds. We want college students to retirees, from those who are just starting in those careers to those who are on their next career, and then like everything in between. I mean, a college student, you can learn so much from because they're coming into the workforce, you know, with fresh eyes, ideas, they're, they're excited. And, and sometimes it's nice to just have that excitement, you know, and sometimes it's like, mm -hmm. oh, you poor thing. It's about to get really crazy <laughs> for you, you know, <laughs> because you see the things that are coming. But retirees, we've had many retirees come. And a lot of times they think, oh, I don't know if I should be here. You know, I don't have anything to sell, but they have so much value too because they've been around the block a few times. They can share some of those things, you know, basic skills in a workforce or with building relationships or connecting with people or talking sales. Those general themes are the same throughout time. You know, they, they adjust a little bit and there's some different things, but some of those core concepts are really great. Or, you know, sometimes we need to go back to basics and it's that reminder of, you know, something that is so basic and so beginner that could help us or, or you know, avert us from other things that we might run into. You know, just like your mom and dad used to tell you when you were in high school, these are the best days of your life. You're going to really love them and you don't listen to them because you're too busy looking forward and thinking about all the other stuff. But having that retiree then who could say to you, wow, this is, you know, here's this piece, you know, really enjoy this process or really think through this process or don't get all tied up in this because they're looking at it from the other side can really be helpful as well. Absolutely. And I love on the Woo website, um, there's a quote, and I can't remember if it's on the homepage or if it's within the website, but um, the quote was, surround yourself with people who empower you, believe in you, encourage you, and inspire you. Mm. And I love that because I think it's more than just 
guest speakers and pitch run throughs and monthly get togethers. It's a group that I think challenges you. It brings up topics that are applicable to anybody in any occupation. And you have women who are mothers, their wives, they have their own business, maybe two businesses. And it's amazing to see what you can do with 20, with a day. I mean, right. it's, I mean, it truly is. And I think I'm so excited to see it grow. Um, I know I, I see it growing and I think that quote kind of encompasses what the group is. Absolutely. Cause we're more than anything, I feel like we're a real community and, and I panicked when this pandemic hit because we are a community that's typically in person. We've always had this virtual format ready to go. Um, but we didn't use it a lot because training people how to use zoom was, you know, the first 15 minutes of every meeting, how to mute, unmute. And then <laughs> the pandemic came and it taught people how to use zoom. So that kind of fixed our problem. So we were able to very quickly roll from in-person meetings to virtual meetings. But I worried deeply that we would lose that sense of community, that, that feeling of, you know, we're kind of together because a lot of times, you know, when people come, you know, we're hugging each other, we're supporting each other. We're just, you know, really there feeding off energy and, and virtual doesn't really allow that as well. But I've been thrilled that that has stayed, you know, because that's what has been my biggest question after meetings, you know, when I talk with other people, like, how do you feel it is, you know, especially people who had been there when it was in person, you know, how is that vibe? Does it feel the same? Because we don't need more lunch meetings. We don't need more time away from work. We need, you know, we all need a community of people who fill us up, who encourage us, who, you know, motivate us, inspire us. I mean, that's what keeps us going, especially in these really, you know, I hate the term uncertain time because I, it's overheard. I use pivot as a drinking word right now. <laughs> I get all of my water in during the day, more fun beverages in at night, but I think uncertain time is slowly going to become that other one. But, you know, I yes. think it's just the way it's going to be. But we definitely need those people around us who, who keep us going. Like one of my favorite parts of, of WW and, and we only have it in the meetings. We don't have it in the, the speaker series and stuff is this SOS section we had created and it's share our struggles, share our successes. And it's my favorite part of the meeting. It's a lot of other people's favorite part, even though it's the most nerve wracking for many people, because it's a time during our meeting that we set aside where it's an open forum where you get to celebrate wins, whether they're big or small, are they personal or professional? You know, the first weeks of the pandemic, it was really the biggest win was shampooing our hair and putting on <laughs> pants, you know, like, okay, we got that done, you know. Um, but we want to celebrate those of you. We get a, a bad rap for being braggy. Oh, I hit my sales goal this month. Or, oh, you know, I got the top employee. And, and people, you know, kind of go, oh, well, don't you think you're all that? And really, it's mm -hmm. not. We need to celebrate those things. You know, we need to be proud of those accomplishments because 
Nobody else is going to cheer us on. You know, we have to cheer each other on. And then on the flip side, there's, you know, we need to take those moments to share struggles. We always feel like we're the only ones who experience a struggle of any kind. And social media makes it look like everyone has everything together. And so really none of us do. And once we're able to start sharing those struggles and ask for help, we find that other people are in those same boats with us. You know, they may be there earlier um, or maybe they haven't gotten there yet. So if they listen to the advice someone else can offer on that struggle, maybe they'll avoid that situation when it comes up too. So by, you know, if you ask a room of similar like-minded women, you know, a struggle that you're having, it's pretty good odds that somebody else has gone through that as well or um, you know, able to offer advice or guidance or a solution because they've been on that same journey too. So. Absolutely. I think it was, uh, the first, um, O'Fallon meeting that I went to and we were going through that section and somebody had said something. I don't remember what the specifics of it were, but I think like right after that three or four people were like, Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> totally. Yes. I, <laughs> So I, I can completely understand that sometimes when we express it, 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 it doesn't normalize it, but it kind of makes us feel like that stress isn't just on our own shoulders. It's, it's upon everybody because everybody can, can relate to that. Right. And we've had it happen before where, um, because we're not exclusive in the industry, we allow people, you know, um, for example, at this one um, meeting, there were about eight bankers in attendance and we had this part and, and it's nice when the bankers come and they actually invite themselves and their colleagues over. But a girl had just started as a branch manager or something at a little bank and, and she was really struggling with time management and getting her tasks done that she was required to get done for sales or contacts or whatever. And so she had asked the group, you know, I don't know what to do with this. I'm not sure how to go about this. How do I tell my boss? I'm not able to get these things done. And me, who knows better, who's seen this happen multiple times, but my first <laughs> response was, oh, you poor thing. These girls are, these other women are not going to help you. They're, you know, they're <laughs> competition. You know, they're, you know, might want to see you fail or whatever. But no, nearly every single one of them gave her, oh, girl, you need to do this. Oh, when they tell you this, you let them know you have to have this time. And they all gave her different pieces of advice. She was writing down answers furiously, but it, they came together to help her. Even though some of them were direct competition, they wanted to see her succeed. They'd all been through that. They knew exactly, you know, what needed to be done. They probably had been helped before, but it was just awesome. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a non-competitive environment. Yes. Sure, yes. Which I love. And the one thing that I love about you is <laughs> that you not only have this, um, you're the CEO and co-founder of WEW, which is this empowering group, but you embody this positive, calming, energetic, I say energetic and calming, I guess they could kind of <laughs> be, but you can kind of have both, right? Energetic, yeah. calming personality. And I know we had talked before about we all have bad 
bad days. We have upsetting and traumatic moments that happen to us, but somehow some of us can remain positive and find the best in the situation. And how do you handle adversity and stay so positive? <laughs> smoke and mirrors. It's smoke and mirrors, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a self proclaimed positive poly pants. I say it all the time, and, but that doesn't mean that I don't get frustrated or angry or burnout or just plain crabby. Like seriously, you can ask my family, you know, I I've had traumatic things happen. Um, I've been very blessed. So I haven't had, you know, knock on wood, extremely devastating things happen, but I think it is how you, you do react to it. I think it is who you're surrounded by. I, I don't dwell on it. I believe fully in, you know, manifestation, affirmations, a higher power, all of that. I, I absolutely believe in God and, and things like that. And I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, everyone has to find their own technique and ways to cope. Um, I do feed off the energies of other. Uh, I really miss it in this very virtual right. world right now. Um, but over the past few years, I've been very aware of those people and events or comments that trigger me. Um, I live on social media, as you have seen, you know, and but I engage on there also. I'm not just posting for people to see my life or whatever. I really post things because it's my way of engaging with people that I don't get to see on a regular basis. And I love looking back at my you know, memories of, Oh, remember when we did this? Yes. <laughs> um, so I, find I love that, that too. Yeah. I find that that's just very fun, but because I live on there and I engage on there, I'm recently, especially a big fan of unfollowing or snoozing people that trigger me for a variety of reasons. And it's not always po political and it's not always because they're negative, which I think is something that was a huge awareness for me. Um, yes, that you have those people who are negative. They're always negative. They're only happy when everybody else around them is unhappy. Um, we yes. all know those people, right? But something that became very apparent to me in the last couple of years is there's also another a side of you. Sometimes if you feel like someone's doing better than you or they're more successful than you or like, oh, wow, they're, they just always are together. And I feel like a hot mess all the time. And, <laughs> you know, they, that's a trigger too, that you think that you're looking at this person because you're wanting to aspire to be them or you want to be more like them. But I found that I was doing that and, and putting these people on a pedestal and thought I was following them for the right reasons. But I realized I had to snooze them because I sat there and I would dwell on the fact that they're amazing and they're doing all the things I want to do. And I'm not able to do that. And I would let it like dig at me and eat at me. And when I just needed to like close that window, I need to put my head back down, focus on where I was going and just move forward with that. And that was a huge realization with a lot of that positivity because I was getting 
really worn down and didn't realize that was affecting my, you know, my outlook on things, you know, and, and I do a few things that are therapeutic to me to keep that positivity. You know, there'll be days where I go negative or cranky, you know, when I'm mad or frustrated or just annoyed by someone, I write or dictate a letter to Siri. I use Siri a lot, like we're Ah. besties. So I write a letter um, or I compose an email. I never put a two in the email because I don't want to accidentally hit send. (laughs) Um, But I just get it off my chest. I say all the things I want to say. Um, If I had the guts or the opportunity to that person, but I probably wouldn't say anyway, because sometimes I can spew out some pretty hurtful things in the moment because that's the way I'm feeling, you know? And so I will write the most nasty, you know, dear John letter. Oh my gosh, you hurt me. Whatever. Um, But then once I'm done, you know, and it might live in my email box for a day or two because I'm just that mad about it or I'll live on a document or it'll, you know, live wherever I have it for a bit. And then when I'm, okay, I'm over it. I delete the message or the email or I shred the paper and it's done. It's been like, that's like so therapeutic to me because it's all the things I want to say, but would never say, but I'll sit there and spin it in my head and say it a hundred times. And so just by writing it out and getting it out on something very concrete, like, paper or an email, then I feel like I've done it. And then a day or two later when I'm like, okay, that was super childish. I don't really want to send it. (laughs) I'm not going to send it. I can delete it. But sometimes too, there are times where I do need to still send it because if somebody's affected you or, or, you know, said something to you and they keep doing it, you do need to respond at a point of it. You can't just keep avoiding it, right? Like I'm not Absolutely. talking about <laughs> avoiding things, but I can write it in a super nasty way. And then after a couple of days, when I've calmed down a little bit about it, I can go back, rewrite it or take all the emotion piece out um, and then resend it. So that way that meat of that message still gets to that person. Um, and it's still works you know it still is a way to get it out and then just be happy about it yeah I love that idea it's kind of like the um I think Dr. Heidi had talked about it um she was on on one of your um woo conferences Mm -hmm. but I can't remember if it's I started following her on social media too and I don't know if she posted something about it on one of her accounts but she had mentioned the same thing about writing writing things down and shredding it, burning it, getting rid of it when you're ready. Right. And the release that you have can be empowering. You know, and I think that's the same thing. Yes. Because they tell you that when you have kids in school and kids in sports, there's a 28 or 48 hour rule. And, you know, you, you can't, you know, sports are that very, <laughs> that very engaging place where you yell at people. And, mm-hmm. and I always find it, funny that people yell at the 
the umps or the referees or whatever. And, and I'd be curious to know the statistics on how many referees changed their mind because some mom yelled at them from the bleachers to say, no, that wasn't right. You know, <laughs> Ooh, I'd, have to ask, I'd have to ask my dad. He's been a basketball official <gasps> for, oh, shoot, since his early 20s. So ask him how many times he's changed his mind because some mom <laughs> yelled at him from the bleachers. <laughs> I'm going to give him your tip. You need to write an email. <laughs> yes. I'm sure many times because I, you know, I remember going off topic. I remember him coming home from games sometimes, especially if it was like a, a local a Clinton County game and he'd right. come home and he'd be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> right. And people tend to forget it. It's a thing in the moment or then the next time they're like, Oh, that's the guy who doesn't like our team or, you know, and it's funny those things that they get so involved with in their head that they're making up, you know, somebody doesn't typically come to it you know, to an event like that, ready to, oh, well, this is the way I'm going to be. This is my decision that I'm going to make. And, and right. they may. I'm not going to say everything is, you know, sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns. I definitely am a realist. But, you know, I make sure to, you know, I surround myself with super positive people, supportive people. My husband is super supportive. My daughters are supportive. You know, I found coworkers that are very positive that I want to be around, you know, and, and we have those two daughters and, you know, for years we've told them that all situations are really how you react to them. That mm. there's that saying that, you know, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Right. So right. when you're talking like bullying, when they were in, in grade school and, and they had bullies, you know, I, I'm, Totally, you know, yes, bullying happens, but trying to fix that or make bullying go away, bullying's never going to go away. I don't believe it's going to go away. I just believe you're going to have to figure out how to react to it because you're going to have it your entire life, you know, and if you don't learn how to react to it or, you know, resolve it, then you're probably not going to be able to survive because you're going to be dwelling on it. Like I'm I'm nearly 50 years old coming up in a few years. And, you know, I've been bullied in school by friends. I've been bullied by coworkers in the past. I've been bullied by clients on occasion, you know, and I'm pretty sure I'm not done being bullied somehow. So I better find a way to deal with it or cope with it if I'm going to continue to make it through. Because if I let all those people who, you know, bully me, say negative things about me, you know, you can't always let it roll off your back. And sometimes it hurts hard, but you have to figure out that way that you can cope with it, or you have other people that you can talk it out with, or how are you going to react to that? Because with a bully, you know, we had taught our girls that if you let it keep bothering you and it brings you down and, and you hunch your shoulders and you're putting your head down all the time, they know they got you and they're going right. to keep doing it. But if you go, thank you for that information, but I choose to draw my pictures like this. Eventually, <laughs> when they know they can't bother you anymore, they move on to someone else. And that's unfortunate because you just put it off to somebody else. But... <laughs> But you've got to figure out how to survive that 
And I am no therapist by any means. I just totally believe in, you know, you have to figure out how to react to that. You know, they're wanting a reaction. Yes, absolutely. And I think having, like you had said, empowering people around you and just really strong relationships, I think also helps you stay positive and, and find the good behind a lot of crappy situations. Totally. Absolutely. Because you don't also realize you have toxic people in your life. I didn't realize I had, you know, some toxic people that were toxic to me in my life. And some of it's been that aha moment in, you know, like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize. Even at Dr. Heidi's talk the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense now. I didn't even think about that. And because when you're on the other side of something, you don't always see it. When you're in it, you definitely don't see it, you know, because you're, you're making those excuses and, and, um, in same with, you know, friends, I don't need everybody to be my cheerleader, my supporter. Yes, I want that. But sometimes you got to have those people that will call you out on things too. To make Absolutely. You real. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And do you have any role model, role models or, inspiring people that have helped mold you into uh, the woman that you are today. And those can be, you know, whether they're like some kind of important figure or somebody in your life that you've met personally. Do you have any any of that? Yes. I, um, (laughs) one person who's influenced me who I've never met totally Walt Disney. I am a Disney fanatic. His, the way that he, you know, has run his business, how he's inspired people, generations, his vision, his values. I've taken some Disney Institute classes now and I couldn't like be more in awe. So for somebody that I don't know, that's been an influence, that would be one. Um, But a person I did know, I had a mentor in my life um, early on when I was probably my, my daughter's age, uh, 18, 19. And, and this is well before I knew what the heck a mentor even was. And Hmm. she put me on a path for greatness. And my husband too, like both of us together and, and taught us to be generous and helpful and to be okay with success, which as a female, you know, 30 years ago was, you know, not as trendy as it is now, right? So absolutely, you could be in a world with, you know, men and other powerful people and that you can be destined for other things. And, and she passed away a few years ago and it probably wasn't until she passed away that I really understood that she was a mentor to me, not just a good friend. So um, it's funny, the people who in your life that probably are more mentors of sorts, or that are those guides that are helping you, and you, you don't even really kind of realize it. It's crazy. Absolutely. Until it's gone. And you're like, Hey, right. Like, where's my soundboard? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I totally get that. I told, you know, Heather's who, um, introduced me to yeah. to you. And I kind of consider, consider her a mentor. She'll like check in and yes. see if I need help with anything or just say, Hey, you want to meet for coffee and chat, which again, you don't really, you kind of take it for granted until it's not there. 
Right. Um, oh, she's going to be around a long time because uh, <laughs> her and I talk on a daily basis. So, so she has to. I love me some Heather for sure. She's one of those, you know, people in my life who's that supporter, but she's also that real person who will say, you know, Michelle, that's great, but have you thought about this? You know, and so we can have those very honest conversations with each other too. We have similar values, vision, and, and that's huge. You know, when you have those same kind of things, but there's a couple that are, are different. So that helps too. So you can have that outsider thought of, Oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. That's interesting. Let me spin that around a bit. But sometimes mm-hmm. we need time away from each other. Cause I, I told her the other day, I think it was yesterday or Monday, like my brain is just tired of thinking and evaluating <laughs> and, you know, absorbing that I feel like, whoa, there's just a lot going on, but it's all good. All good. I, I, I understand that feeling when your brain hurts and you're like, <laughs> ah, I just can't. Right. <laughs> I just can't. And one thing I've been dying to ask you is, do you have any advice or pearls or words of wisdom for maybe those mothers that are listening that are working or maybe women who are trying to start their own business and maybe they're struggling and just needing that motivation. Do you have any advice for them? Um, one mega piece of advice would be quit beating yourself up for mm. silly stuff. Just quit doing it. Um, and, you know, in this time right now, especially, you know, kids are going back to school here, um, but they're not. They're at home. I give so much kudos to moms of school-age children right now. And I've never been more thankful that my kids are older. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) But yeah, for, for years, I felt like I had been building a business and I felt like I sacrificed way too much time away from my kids. And my girls are 17 and 20 now. And when I ask them about those years we were gone, they don't even remember it. Like, it doesn't stick out to them. You know, we didn't miss things. You know, we didn't, um, you know, I was there at a lot of their sporting events and, and we really talked them through as we were building a business and, and we were just honest with them like, Hey, you know, tonight we have to go here. Sorry, but you know, we've got to, you know, or, or when we were doing it, a server would crash and we'd have to work a little bit later. But what they remember is they remember, time at their grandparents' house because we would have to go to work and they would get to go to their grandparents. And they made great relationships with their grandparents. They remember fun times with friends, you know, hey, can you go hang out at your friend's house Saturday? We need to, you know, catch up on work. Or they remember helping paint the walls or taking apart computers. So they remember those things. They don't remember we the lack of time we had of them. They don't, you know, we don't do sit down dinners every night. I mean, that's impossible, especially if kids in sports, <laughs> you just can't oh. do it, you know, unless you're going right. to plan for that at nine 30 at night and that doesn't happen. But we made a point of having regular game nights. They didn't always happen weekly, you know, but when we would do it, we're all in, we vacation together. And when we're, vacationing we're present and we might only have it doesn't have to be an all-day thing we might get you know one you know game of clue in or a couple of rounds of uno or you know if it's a long night we might get a whole game of monopoly in but it's really just about that that real 
connected time together. You know, there's people that talk about um, work-life balance, right? In Mm. one time I had heard someone say, balance assumes that both things are equal. And if you're always going to strive for balance, you're probably going to fail. So it's more about looking into that integration. And when I flip from trying to find work-life balance to going to work-life integration, it was a mega aha moment for me because I, if I wanted to go to my daughter's, like yesterday, I went to my daughter's uh, golf match and I had to leave early. But in between strokes, I could answer an email. I sent off a quote. You know, I'm lucky my business does allow me to be wherever <laughs> to work on it. It is completely portable. But, you know, if I had to work on a logo that was due, I would have to put in that time later that night. So I make those, in, you know, those adjustments so that I can have that time with my kids so I'm not missing out on those pieces Um, But I might have to sacrifice it later Um, or I might have to go to a networking event because that's for the betterment of, you know, my business. So I won't be there for dinner tonight. Okay, well, then they get dad time that night, you know, so there's pluses and minuses to it. But as women, we totally tend to beat ourselves up about it. We feel extremely guilty all the time because all these other moms are having lovely Pinterest meals and their house is so tidy and their kids' hair is always brushed. And (laughs) one time, you know, scroll through their pictures. How many times has that really happened? You know, so just really being aware of it. um, You know, I always think you can see there's some people that will put out social media. This is the 15 pictures before this one perfect picture. You know, that one perfect picture does not sell that whole story, right? Yes. I, I love that because I, I 100% believe that we can be our own worst enemy. We strive for something sometimes that is impossible and it just ends up draining every ounce of what we have that we can't give it back. So, right. And you just got to hope that, you know, all you can hope for is that you're raising great kids, you know, that Mm -hmm. aren't jerks. (laughs) So that's, if their hair is not brushed, you know, pick your battles. If, I, one of my daughters, I stopped fighting about her clothes. She grows, she's six foot tall now. And when she was a tween, she would grow out of her pants and they would be like three inches too short. And it used to drive me insane. Like, oh my God, we need to go get you new pants. One day I watched all the kids going up the stairs to school and they all had short pants (laughs) like that. It wasn't just my kid, but it bothered me. I was thinking, I'm a terrible mom. You know, I don't have these. And it didn't bother her at all. And then come to find out it was practically in fashion. Like a trend. Yeah. <laughs> it was a trend. That makes me think of a, I, I remember looking through old pictures in like uh, middle school and I had styled my hair something funky and it was like wet and like turned to the side. I'm like, mom, why did you let me go out like that? She's like, I was tired of fighting you on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yes. Pick your battles. Pick your battles. <laughs> All right, Michelle, well, I just wanted to end with how can the audience find you? How can they find Women Empowering Women if they'd like to um, reach out and network with other women? Or how can they find Techno Solutions if um, they're in need of website help? Absolutely. We're kind of everywhere. So Women Empowering Women, um, 
Our website is wewnational.com. We are on um, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as well. And we're going to be starting a Pinterest page based on requests from people for some of the items. So that'll be fun coming soon. And please come to a meeting anytime. We love having new people there. and, And that's the best way to experience for sure. Um, as far as techno goes, um, I thought when I created the name techno, it was super clever. Now I have to spell it all the time. It is T-E-C-H-K-N-O-W solutions.com. Um, and our slogan used to be when it comes to technology, we're in the know, which is why it was cute. Ooh. But now everybody thinks we're just a dance club or something. So um, <laughs> we put it out there like that. But too we're on facebook and uh instagram and um i'd love for people to connect with me um i'm on linkedin on facebook absolutely awesome i love it thank you so much michelle thank you this was fun i know you have to come back again absolutely you you could be a a podcaster oh yeah i i don't typically like always my voice on things so uh (laughs) I'll have to work on that a little bit better, but I'd love that. It was so fun. Your questions are great. Thank you. Well, you have a wonderful evening and I appreciate you taking time to be with us all today. Yes. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye, Michelle. Bye.